Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Welcome. Today's February 26, 2011. I'm Daniel Laxton. And this is Leah Laxton, and you're listening to Dream Job Radio. Yeah, we have an awesome show. We, we have great shows. I mean, every week I just can't believe how good the shows keep getting. Well, they're always good. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're tired of doing the same old thing, if you're looking for a new job or new business venture or possibly trying to sell your business. That's the big one. I, you know, a lot of us will start businesses and then we're like, ah, okay, I'm tired of this one. I want to move on. What am I going to do? Absolutely. So we have a special guest. Her name is uh, Vicki Donlin. And she's going to be on the show in a few minutes. So that be after Vicky's on the show, we're going to also still have Campus Connection. Absolutely, featuring everybody's favorite college student. But you might be wondering, Micah Hackney. Yeah, you might be wondering how you can get in touch with us if you have a question, comment, answer, any of the above. You can always chat with us in the Justin TV chat room, or you can call in at seven six zero eight 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 five seven one eight. That's 760-888-5718. Or you can send us a Twitter question, Twitter at Daniel Laxton, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. Yeah, send, send us a question or a comment. And also, uh, if you have questions or comment comments, uh, be sure to go ahead and submit those, too, because we like to talk about them in our last segment, which is uh, Overtime Social Circle. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, our special guest. Who's our special guest this week? Our special guest, like you mentioned, is Vicki Donlin. She's an experienced speaker, coach, author, and entrepreneur, and we're very privileged to have her on the show. Yeah, she uh, she's received what a special awards. This one was excellent, the New England Business Woman of the Year. She's also the author of Her Turn, Why It's Time for a Woman to Lead in America. And if you need to get in contact with her, how do we do that? I think you can visit her website, VickiDonlin.com, and I'm sure she'll share some other ways of getting in contact with her as well. All right. Well, hey, Vicki, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Wow. So you're an entrepreneur, aren't you? <laughs> I've started a variety of different businesses, and uh, I've sold them. And uh, I'm proud to say I cashed in and took advantage of planning well in advance, um, so that when I got tired and was ready for the next chapter in my life, uh, I was able to get the true value of the business. Wow. And that's what I try to help all entrepreneurs understand. You know, so many of us know the, um, the statistics of, of having a successful business. Um, after 90% of all businesses fail within the first five years of business, well, those that are successful, only six, only six um, out of 20 eventually sell of successful businesses. The rest, they close their doors and just disappear. And that's wow. what exit planning strategy is all about. Yeah. And the, the theme of our show, again, you're listening to Dream Job Radio, and the theme of our show is, what is your exit strategy? So I, I think you may have answered that first question, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, but why is it so important then for a small business owner to have an exit strategy? Well, the old adage, failure to plan is a plan to fail, is very uh, true when it comes to running your own business. Uh, so often we spend our time and energy and all of our money developing a business 
and we forget that at some point in time we're going to be ready perhaps to retire or maybe to start another business. And if we haven't put into uh, effect some kind of plan, and I'm going to go into some, uh, some ways that you can choose how to exit your business, but if you haven't planned it, when you're ready to go, uh, it just doesn't happen. And that's what planning is all about. That's awesome, Vicki. Well, what are some exit options that a small business person should consider when they're planning? Well, let, let's talk about the different um, ways you can actually get out of your business. The first and most obvious is sell it to somebody else, somebody who has the kind of expertise that you have and wants to get in and own their own business. That's the first. Often people want to transfer or transition to other family members. Again, not thinking that that requires a lot of planning, but it does. Is that family member capable of taking over your business? Just because they know how to do it, can they actually run a business? A third is selling it to an employee. Many folks today, they bring in key employees, the employee loves working, and they're not burnt out at the same time, perhaps, as the entrepreneur is. So it's another great way to sell your company. Of course, large companies often have that goal of going public, creating an IPO. And a lot of times people don't understand that's just another way of selling your business, cashing out. And then fifth is liquidate the business um, piece by piece. I don't want to suggest that that's a bad way because very often in businesses, we've seen a lot of businesses, uh, I'll say over my lifetime, since I'm 59 years old, uh, the old, I, I uh, used to help some folks in the photo mat businesses. Do you remember that, where you went down to your little photo mat and had your film developed? Well, you know, people had put a lot of money and energy into those businesses, but as we know, when cameras uh, started to go digital and you could develop your own film, what do you do in those businesses? If you planned in advance, you knew how to sell off your database, you had the opportunity to sell, you know, again, customers, um, pieces of the business, and perhaps even lease out uh, your own office space. So there are so many options of how we can sell, but if we don't plan for them and they take us by surprise, we end up not getting the maximum value for our business. Wow. That's excellent. We went ahead and we put those uh, four or, you know, different strategies up on the, the uh, website or, you know, for our viewers too. That watch on just oh, good. TV. That's, uh, that's, that's great. Now, so now, say I'm a sole proprietor and you only have contract workers. Uh, they, you know, both yeah. for using contract workers. Can we still think about selling? Well, you know that that's the number one question I get, Vicky. I, I run the business all by myself. The business is me. Well, I have to tell you, I I owned a newspaper. I had um, a newspaper in nine states. And I was constantly told that the business was all about me. And, of course, the business wasn't all about me, but being the entrepreneur, the business never would have gotten to where it was had I not put everything into it. And, of course, people identified the business with me because that's who was the spokesperson for the business. That's so true of so many sole proprietors. But what they haven't realized is that you are not your business. We need to separate ourselves from our business. Because our business has clients, our business has customers, we have vendors, um, we have subcontractors, people who we work with and perhaps send some of our business to, and we can create value in all of those different pieces. So that's what we need to focus on, is separating ourselves from our business and realizing that there's a value in all of that. 
quite honestly, my favorite um, uh, kind of facetious comment in this area is to say, think of the oldest profession in the world. And do you know what profession I mean by that? What's known as the oldest profession? You're thinking of it right now if you're smiling. Prostitution. Even a prostitute has something to sell, and it's called the database. It's called the client book. You know, that little black book is actually worth something. So when people start to realize that the business isn't really them, that there is something there, and they can turn around and create greater value in that and demonstrate what that value is to somebody else, that's when you have the opportunity as a sole proprietor to separate yourself from your business, sell it off to somebody else who wants to come in and and take over um, whatever that might be. So there are ways to reap the rewards of an entrepreneurial effort. We often talk about this, you know, with people, you know, generally people want to name the business after themselves. So it's just like a natural, you know, thing, I guess, that you want to see your family name or, or your personal name on there. But, you know, a lot of times we mention to people that when you're going to resell, you know, how can that basically affect uh, the resale, you know, somebody may not be as inclined to buy it if it's it's your personal name. But I don't know if you have any opinion on that. Well, you know, and that's so important. Well, and that's very true. And so I recommend to people who are thinking and planning to sell their business, if you're going to develop a business that is going to have something um, that has long-term value, putting your own name on it may not be the best um, suggestion. However, I'll give you a personal example, and I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this know who Tom Peters is. He's considered the management and a guru. Um, he wrote uh, In Search of Excellence, which is probably the greatest management book ever written. Tom Peters, the Tom Peters Company, uh, he named the company after, after himself, but Tom Peters does not own the Tom Peters Company. He sold his his uh, processes. You know, businesses are all made up of systemization and process. And if you're smart to plan that in your business, even when you do name your business after yourself, if you talk about the process and the system of the business, then you're probably not going to get yourself into trouble. Uh, I generally recommend trying to uh, find another name uh, for your business. You know, use your initials, perhaps, rather than your uh, complete name, and particularly in this day of Internets and social medias, because, of course, the URL um, is going to go with the sale of your business, and typically people are not going to want someone else's name as their URL. So it, it yeah, is something to think about, and that's but that's part of the planning and why entrepreneurs should be planning um, at the get-go. When you're starting your business, when you're creating a business plan, I work as a business coach helping folks create business plans, and part of that business plan is creating an exit strategy. Um, again, I like to point out we don't exit our business just because it's going down the tubes. We exit our business when it's at the top of its game, when it's reached its maximum value. And that's not, um, it, it, that's not a guarantee. You certainly don't have to leave your business when it's going well. But it is not about planning the exit for when you're about to go out of business. It's about reaping the greatest reward for the time and effort and your own money that you've put into your business. Yeah, and besides, you may run out of names, though. I mean, for your next few businesses, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So hey, so now, say we get we get a business strategy put together. Mm-hmm. Um, what about putting my plan into action? Well, putting your uh, putting your plan into action is really about um, starting off. These are the key things you need to be thinking of. Number one. 
how if someone were to take a look at your books, your financial records, this is all about where is your income coming from and where are the expenses going. The person who's going to buy your business wants to be able to see that very easily. So what we call clean books are critically important. If you spent a lot of time taking money out of your business and using it for your personal use, it's going to be very difficult for somebody to see where the operating expenses are in your business. So you want them to be very clean, better uh, whether you're an incorporation, whether you've incorporated it as an LLC um, or an S-Corp or um, a C-Corp. Uh, those are going to vary. But paying yourself clearly on the books, there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't keep taking money in and out so that somebody is having a, a trouble following the money. That's very important. Um, secondly, most important, I tell all small businesses, no matter how small you are, get a professional team working with you. Um, please don't use your relatives for your lawyers and your accountants because <laughs> your business meetings shouldn't be done over Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> if you're yeah. serious about your business, you know, get a lawyer and a, an accountant that wants to work with you and they look at your business as a totally separate entity. You know, when you're working with family members, they look at you and they say, Dan, let's see, how can I help Dan? They don't say, let's see how we can help the business. And you want to keep yeah. those things separate. It's very it's difficult important. to hire, yeah. <laughs> especially during Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> we all talk about, those of us who are entrepreneurs, we talk about business every place we go, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, okay, so it, um, it, it really helps if you, um, if you separate yourself from your business and when you're talking business with those that are working with you, that they're focused on your business and not on your personal wealth. Well, that's going to lead in to separate ourselves from our, uh, our business or, or I think uh, the next, that's, uh, we're going to move on to the next question. What are three tips you tell a small business owner that they could start doing today to prepare them for their eventual exit from the business? Right. Well, you know, one of the key things, if, if this is all new to you, um, look in your area for either a business coach who talks about exit strategies and works to help folks plan their exit strategy, and also talk to business brokers. Uh, a lot of small businesses, for whatever reason, believe that the only folks who do business brokerage are real estate brokers, uh, and they go to their local real estate uh, office who really spends their time looking in residential. Residential sales uh, is totally different than selling a business. Um, the most important piece, that people have to understand is when you're selling your house, you tell everybody. You carry it around with you. Everybody you see, you say, I'm selling my house, I'm selling my house. When you're selling your business, you don't talk about it. It's the most confidential sale in the world. Um, people assume if the business is for sale, there's something wrong with it. And as I pointed out at the beginning of this conversation, that's the furthest from the truth. But keeping the confidentiality on the sale of your business during the planning stage, what folks don't understand is that a typical sell of a business could be anywhere between two and ten years. When I sold my business, I had a three-year contract to stay with the business. Had I not pre-planned my entire exit strategy, 
I'd have burnt myself out long before it was time for me to walk out the door. So that's what I try to remind folks. You want to be patient. You want to plan ahead because selling a business is not something that's going to happen overnight. Most likely if you're in a small business or even a large business, they're going to want the CEO, the entrepreneur, to stay around a little bit and to the transition. And that may be anywhere from a year's time to uh, I know people who've got five-year contracts. So that's why planning is so important. So the sooner you start planning, uh, the sooner you'll be able to reap the rewards of an entrepreneurial, uh, what I call the journey. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I actually went through uh, the sale of a small business um, some years back. Uh, it was pretty pretty big, large-scale uh, sale. We, we had about 10 employees, and I just worked there. But um, it was, you know, I think you hit on it that it was sort of demoralizing once the word leaked out that yeah. the owner had the business for sale because we had all sort of bought into the idea that it was a small business, and we all could have mm-hmm. been working some for more money. So it's kind of like uh, almost a betrayal, especially the way that it leaked out was actually through a distributor to us, and then we all found out, and, you know, it was kind of bad. So I think the she way – She didn't believe it, actually. <laughs> yeah, none of us believed it, and then the owner was like, well, yeah, that is true. So I think the way – it's definitely a fine line for a, a business owner, especially of a family-owned small business when they go to sell. Exactly. That, you know, Well, and I'll tell you, when I sold my business, um, I made sure that all my employees were going to be taken care of. And if what happens when it leaks out is that immediately people start to think to themselves, oh, my goodness, this is the end of my job. Um, It is demoralizing, and and you lose the value of having people be part of a team because they think the team is going to split up. In, In most cases, if it's done right, businesses actually um, uh, get better. I mean, they grow. They have more opportunities because the new leader who's coming in usually, and I would say this is about 90% of the time, brings more energy, new leadership ideas, opportunities for growth. I mean, they're buying the business because they want to take it to the next level. And for the most part, I mean, my business soared after I left, not because I wasn't doing what I could, but because the new owner came in with new ideas, actually much more, um, I sold to a big, huge company, and they had resources that I would have never had. So it was an advantage to my employees, at least uh, for the get-go. Um, they they immediately got um, uh, um, pension plans, uh, health benefits, all things that I hadn't been able to provide for them. I had small benefits, but not not to the extent of a large company. So had the had the um, internal people known what I was doing, it would have been very devastating to them. But in the end, it turned out very good. So it, those are issues that uh, that. That's why you need planning, and that's why you need to work with the people who know how to do this right. Absolutely. And so, now, that was your one tip. Now, you do have two more tips, uh, or is that, is that it? Yeah, I think she went Well, the, the tips food. were basically the planning, um, finding the people to work with, and this is in advance, talking if this is something new to you, finding a business broker, finding a business coach who can talk to you and help you plan for an exit strategy because it is such a long term. And then, again, this piece of um, having clean books 
and knowing how to put together the right team that's going to make it possible for you to reap again the rewards that you've worked so hard for. And that comes with working with um, you know, professionals uh, in, the, in the legal area, in the accounting field, so that your books are crystal clear. Because that's what buyers are looking for, um, sensible rewards for their, what they're going to pay out uh, to you as the owner. If it doesn't wow. make sense, they're not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. And you're listening to, to Dream Job Radio, and this has been an excellent show on entrepreneurship, whether it's our exit strategy when selling a business. Our guest uh, has been Vicki Dunland. Uh, Vicki, how can they find out more about you and what you do, and uh, how can people learn more about you? Well, I hope they'll come to my website. It's VickiDonlan.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-D-O-N-L-A-N.com. I write a blog on entrepreneurship and a lot on exit strategies. And so you can subscribe to my blog. And I offer a 30-minute uh, free evaluation consultation that we do by phone to see if there's a fit. Uh, because I, my goal and my dream is to help others succeed like I have in growing a business and selling it and, again, making sure that they get the value from the hard work they put into their business because that's what business ownership is all about in the United States. Vicki Donlin is uh, the author of Her Turn, Why It's Time for Women to Take the Lead in America. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Vicki. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for listening to Dream Job Radio. And guess what? It's time for a segment, a special segment. <laughs> we have them live in the studio today. So, what's uh, what's cracking with today's college students? Well, I can tell you what's going on with today's college students, but not what's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> they say crack kills. <laughs> but uh, oh, not today. I just had. You know, it's just a couple of personal tips on uh, getting a part-time job that uh, I've kind of learned to experience over the years. Where you know, you know, of course, the segments you know specifically uh, designed for you know maybe high school students or even college students with not very much work experience. Only thing, um, one of my tips is that uh, definitely having a resume. You know, without a doubt, even if you don't have any work experience, you know, looking for a part-time job. Look, you're a kid that never had a job. Resume. Resume, absolutely. Uh, you list classes that may be beneficial towards your employment that you took in school. Uh, you know, you obviously you have instructors as your references, or um, you know, or you know, you can just put on there like you know, maybe in your resume, you know, like a bio why you would like the job, everything as well, and about how hardworking a person you are. Here's a question: If you were a kid, did you like leaves to grandma? Did you, yes, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you trim trees. You can mow the lawn. Did you, did you help that out on the way? I mean, you can actually lose some things. Yeah. And in, in high school, I think uh, I won the I can't award for uh, in psychology. So, I mean, you can list those things too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's one thing is definitely having a resume. And uh, whenever you do apply for a job, um, make sure you get that patient from the manager. Don't just, you know, or don't, you know, just call, are you guys hiring? Uh, just, you know, go up to the business and uh, don't go to the first person you see and be like, you give me an application be like, I need to talk to the manager, please. Get the manager, make the initial contact, show them that you really, you know, would like the job and everything. And, you know, even if they're not hiring, he's gonna be, you're going to be the first person that pops in his or her mind 
um, in the future whenever he does hire. And how about following up? Like, say uh, somebody says, well, I'm not hiring right now, but come back in two weeks. Come back in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Don't just write it off as a loss. Yeah. You just say it's not just when you get the application, but also when you turn that one in. He, he, he may have forgotten a little bit about you between the time. So when he gets your application to, to attach you to that piece of paper, yes. Um, definitely make your like your first contact with them something memorable. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, like a milk and Maybe not that, but, yeah, but you yeah. definitely make it memorable and make him uh, remember you. It's important. <laughs> Yeah, but something positive. Yeah. Like, for a good reason. Make sure you're clean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember that guy. He's pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you make it into the interview, after you know, apply for a job, whenever you enter the interview process, you need to sell yourself in the interview in order to yeah. get the job. Definitely. Brilliant. Um, I've had several jobs in my life. And, uh, and one of them, he was actually assistant city manager. He's I've had a lot of different yeah. jobs, and all of them have been, uh, you know, of course, entry level kind of positions and everything. But I haven't had, ex- I haven't had, ex- <laughs> I haven't had experience in any of the jobs I've been in. Each um, job I've had has been a different type of job. Do you know why? People like you. Yes. <laughs> well, but it's because when I get to the interview, I tell myself, I tell them how I'm going to benefit their company, what I'm going to do to, um, um, you know, to make myself a good employee. So um, you know, talk about you know my my good qualities. You know, I've never uh, I've never missed work besides an illness. You know, I'm not usually late. You, know, you, 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 have to you get ready for work like two hours ahead and won't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get there. You got to sell yourself and you know um and work on some of your sales and qualities in order to get the job. And uh, after you get the job, don't forget to follow through with those uh, <laughs> with the uh, with the um, Concepts you throw yourself on. So if you, so, if you say you're going to be there on time, always be on time. Always be on time. If you're going to be late, it's call always a good point to call ahead. Yeah, call him and say, hey, look, call I'm in this situation. I tell you, if you if call a manager is 20 minutes late, if you just call him, tell me going to be 20 minutes late. If the manager loves you, late. he's got to take care of it. No problem. As long as you're not doing it the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. And your manager's your best friend, not your coworkers. <laughs> so uh, make sure you try to make best friends with your manager. Oh, that's that's good advice. Is it true that there seems to always be? Yeah. Well, always go to talk to coworkers, talk with the manager, and everything. Be like, just the manager. You're coming. You're going there to work. You yeah. know, the manager knows what he's doing in most cases. You know, so there's special. Well, if not, things. don't work for that company, right? Yeah. Fine. I think company has a good manager. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Good stuff. Well. Well. Well, that's, that concludes the segment for Campus Connection. Until next week. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Next week's show is going to be unbelievable. It, it seems like, well, even today, Vicki, uh, I, I love that. I mean, she's had several businesses. Yeah. So, um, and this is what we're doing, basically, even though... Okay, we're this is still February, but yeah, March is month. Entrepreneur Month for Dream Job Radio, and we're kicking that off with a great guest. Who's our guest next week? He's the co-founder of No Closing, K-N-O Closing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Justin TV viewers, you're going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Anthony Thomas. 
Be sure to visit knoclothing.com for more details. He is a social entrepreneur, meaning the proceeds from um, their business actually goes to various causes and things like that. And he's going to talk about how you can, as an entrepreneur, you can save the planet, help the world. And I think that's actually the theme of it. Our show is Entrepreneurs Save the World. Ooh, I love it. I love it. So, hey, again, it seems like our highest-hitting shows comes to is about entrepreneurs. And I think that a lot of our listeners like the idea of working for themselves. So this next month, please, if you would, especially if you're listening to iTunes, uh, go ahead and tell other friends, hey, listen, the, this next uh, set of shows coming up in March. Yeah, be sure to subscribe to the show. Yeah, it's great. You can subscribe where? iTunes. iTunes. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Just go to go to your, uh, is it, what is it, your iTunes? Click podcast. We're number one right now. Yeah. Just, yeah. So that's it, I guess. Until next week. and oh, Until yeah. next week, uh, this is Daniel Laxton's. And this is Leah Laxton's. And this is 30careers.com presents Dream Job Radio. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.